Welcome back, everyone, to Southern Scrap Nation's podcast, your host for MMA news and breakdowns. Your host, as always, Daniel Jonas, here Thursday, August 27, 2020, Charlotte, North Carolina. As always, back for your second episode of the week, here to break down the fights for this weekend, as well as to talk about whatever else has been going on in the MMA news and so forth. But before we get started, remember to subscribe to the podcast, uh, ride review, um, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, SunscrapNation.com for anything else. SunscrapNation.com uh, soon is going to have like private sessions. So if you're in Charlotte and you'd like a private gym or if you'd like a one-on-one session or if you just need a training partner, um, be opening up my own place. So please come on by. That being said... Also, with the reviews and subscribing, uh, write a review, make it five stars uh, if you like it or hate it, write why you hate it, and then write five stars for how bad it is, and then put five stars for how good it is. Um, Be subjective. Be imaginative. And then subscribe, even if you don't listen. I don't really care. Um, I just want them subscribers, baby. It'll help us boost up and get more people to listen to me ramble about MMA. Because I've had some complaints from friends about their typical MMA sources. So um, not that I'm an MMA source or anything like that, but I just dive deeper into the breakdowns less than like the the drama of things. I don't know. Whatever. Um, So today, like I said, we'll be be talking more about uh, the fights this weekend that we got on. On Saturday, we got Alexander Rakic, Rakic versus <coughs> oh, something I flew up my nose. Um, we got Alexander Rakic versus Anthony Smith in the main event, and then we got Robbie Lawler and Neil Magny, a fight that we didn't ask for, but uh, MMA gods gave us in the co-main event, as well as pretty. I mean, pretty good rest of the card. The return of Alexa Grasso at 125. And then Ji Kim, who Ji Kim's coming off of a win. Um, yeah, she just knocked out her last opponent, Fire Fist. She knocked out MMA Mia Khalifa. Um, and then Ricardo Lamas making a return against uh, Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series. Winner Bill Aligo, and then the then the rematch between Magomed Ankla versus Ion Kutalaba. That one was stopped short because Ion was kind of playing chicken after getting hit with a head kick, and then another head kick, and then another head kick, and then a bunch of strikes. But then, if you look back at it, he doesn't really get hit by those, and he's kind of playing like, oh, uh, he's trying to do the rope a dope where he's like look, I'm hurt. So he comes in and, you know, gets knocked and he can get Magomed into a brawl because during the beginning of the fight, which we can jump into it a little bit, uh, during the beginning of the fight, Magomed, as much as they like had the aggression and they came running at, and I mean, Ion, even during, before the stare downs, like grabbed him when they were being announced and then they get announced or, and then they get ready to fight. But when they fight, Magomed, even though he's full of 
animosity towards Ion or whatever, he still plays a tactical game plan. He stays on the outside, he uses his kicks, he doesn't engage until he feels like engaging and doesn't throw himself into a brawl, which makes sense for a 13-1 guy, whatever. So then he lands a shot, which I don't know if it does stun Ion, but it it gets him to play the game of I'm hurt, so here, come on closer to me so we can start brawling. Because uh, I figure, I think that's the only way he figured he was going to get Magomed to fight him rather than staying on the outside and using his reach and size to keep Kutalaba away from him. Now, during this fight, I don't know if that's gonna, that trick's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to work two times in a row. And if it does, uh, the detriment to this is if he gets hit and stunned standing, and he really is, the ref's going to be like, oh, he's playing rope-a-dope until he gets like a two-piece and then he's getting hammer-fisted on the ground five times. And then he's like, oh, my God, uh, he's not. He's actually hurt. So the double-edged sword to that kind of tactic is in this fight, in the rematch, if Ion gets finished, if that's the way that the fight goes, he's going to get finished because there's not going to be a a chance of them stopping it early again. So Magomed's going to have to go in there and knock him clean out. I don't doubt there's going to be a standing TKO. I doubt there's going to be even a TKO to begin with. I think Magomed's going to have to go out there and starch Ion Kutalaba, and Ion's going to have to somehow drag Magomed into this fight and finish it within the first... I mean, it's a three-round fight, so lucky for him, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have the extra five to worry about, but his style's so aggressive and so... And so fast-paced at light heavyweight that he needs to finish it in the first fight or first round, round and a half. Otherwise, you're going to see Magomed's technique and staying on the outside um, really drain the gas tank if he just comes blitzing in every time and exhausts his uh, efforts on trying to land a strike. And Magomed just being tactical and you know staying on the outside. It's a fight long time coming. The only thing that could jinx this would be... Uh, COVID and them testing and one of them getting it and the fight being off. I'm going to say it now just so if it does happen, people can get upset that it was my fault. At least that'll boost numbers. Um, but that's uh, as far as long time coming. It's been bounced around. It's going to go here. It's going to go here. Uh, it's going to be in this fight card. It's going to be in that fight card. It's finally on this fight card. It's finally on this weekend's fight card, which... Not the, I mean, it, the the main event, and I'll get more into the main event in a little bit, but the main event didn't have that much title implications to begin with. It was kind of just like a two guys coming off of a loss, working their way back into title contention in the light heavyweight division. That's what it was at first. Not that big of a deal of a fight card. The rest of the card stacked as far as fights go. Um, good fights, just like, you know, uh, talent-wise. Good matchmaking, if you will. Um, before we get into the next fight, why don't we talk some news? Talk some news. Talk some news. Before I do... Um, wait, maybe... 
Maybe he wasn't on Dana White's Contender Series. No, he did. I don't know. I don't know if he won or not. I don't know if he won. Hold on, I'm gonna watch this fight. Oh, this is in King of Prussia. I wonder. In... He's got a pretty good job. Uh, he's got Heelys. For this level of competition, he does that like lean back thing that a taller fighter does to get the way out of the right hand. Um, I mean, I'm assuming he got better. This is 2019. It's only been a year. He's sneaky. But... Okay, let's jujitsu top game, bang, um, ground to pound. Good. Uh, oh, he wins by submission. He must be good on the ground or something. Um, I don't know. Will be a good fight. All right, so let's get into some news. Let's see. So I don't know. Is Diego Sanchez fighting soon or something? Is he? When is he fighting? Because he's been in the news recently. Diego Sanchez is fighting in UFC 253. That is why he is talking a lot. Um, sorry about that, folks. That would be a golf cart of the apartment complex's maintenance team. That's annoying. Uh, Luke Rockhold on his comeback. When I'm in the gym, I'm the, still the best motherfucker there. Okay, dude. I just don't get it, you know? Like, he makes so much money modeling. Just model. Don't be so in in and out of it. Like, I get you know, the confidence. I would have confidence, too, if I was that dude. Uh, obviously. But in the sport, when you're competing at that level, it just seems like you're doing a disservice to yourself being one foot in, one foot out always. And just not having 100% focus on fighting. Because when he was trying to get to the title, he didn't have all the other opportunities that he has. He looks like he's having a blast living his life. People love, would love to see more of his lifestyle on social media. They would. Because he lives that, I mean, Dan Blazarian to a, to a point lifestyle, you know? He's out in Montana doing, like... I guess hunting trips and I don't, he's just doing man trips, doing guy trips. And he could just get a social media team to follow him around the style, the, the lifestyle of the rich and famous kind of, but with Luke Rockhold. He's going to have the prettiest girls there. He's going to have the best looking dudes there. He's going to be doing something cool, athletic, fun. And, you know, he's a Ralph Lauren model, so he's got money. Uh, it just seems like put money into something that doesn't get you beat up when you don't put 100% into it. And I get if you want to fight, but if you fight, then you're going to have to take the, the – you, you would have to take 
the road of I'm not going to be the champion and just fight for the paycheck. And then now we're talking because then we can start getting into like money fights. You know, Luke Rockhold versus um, Anderson Silva, maybe. I mean, I know Uriah Hall would be his last fight, but you get what I'm saying. It's like the Showtime Pettis route now. Like, Showtime doesn't give a fuck about the championship. He was the Wheaties box guy. He was the champ. And now he's just fighting for that paycheck. And it does him a favor. Regardless of winning and losing, he's cashing in three figures, maybe four, depending on whatever sponsorships he has. Uh, 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 uh. Former UFC fighter Jason Mayhem Miller arrested with charges of multiple felonies in California. He's crazy. Uh, he's always been that way. He will be that way. Um, Stipe says Francis Ngannou rematch isn't exciting. What's a new challenge? So that that plays more into the Jones fight. However. He says at the bottom, would love to box. He has always wanted to do that boxing thing. I don't know why. But he, he's made a point of it. Uh, so a new challenge. He says he would he put a 25-minute clinic on how to beat him. Which is fair. It's fair. Um, it would have just been more exciting if DC won. But then DC was going to retire anyway. Whatever. Um so yeah, I think I think a fight against Yeah. I think a good fight against a uh, a Jones, uh, but I think Jones needs at least one fight in heavyweight. Uh 3 years ago was the McGregor versus Mayweather thing. Um, biggest crossover, biggest crossover combat sports promotion fight ever. So it was entertaining while it lasted. Um, Patricio Pitbull and Patricky Pitbull are just like. Like talking shit to UFC fighters in the UFC. Patricio uh, Fajardo willing to bet Dana White one million that he could defeat the UFC's current featherweight and lightweight champs. Volkanovski says easiest money you'll ever make, Dana White. Let's make it happen. Uh, Patricio says I'll remember those words after I knock you out. Put your money where your mouth is, Dana. Let's go, Volkov. Volkanovsky, just know you are fighting Pitbull, the fighter, not the rapper. I'm glad you'll recover from your cauliflower pussy. Okay. Um, Dana White, it would be my pleasure to take your money. I'll even pay for Alex the Average's hospital bills. I like that. I like that. It would be an honor for... It would be an honor to wear Max Holloway's belt. It's pretty good fucking trash talking, you know? And then Patricky's like, I'll put the handman hooker in the hospital bed right beside Volkanov, which is weird. Um, anyway, Dan, it's nice to see the pride of Australia crocodile duck me. 
whoever's writing these are kind of funny. Um, it's definitely not these two. There's no way these two are fucking writing these. And I don't understand what are the rules for our fight? Are you going to stand on a chair or do I fight from my knees? <laughs> I just don't. That's good. That's more like written by Dan Hooker. Um, question is, though, I don't know why they're going after Dan Hooker just because it's his friend. It's kind of weird. Um, Usman says, I really wish someone would break your jaw already. Let's see what he did it. Uh, I can. All right. Uh, Magomed Mustafev versus Hanato Moikanya, and then Sarger Eubanks versus Carl, Carl Rosa. Only two fights announced. Anything else? What we got here? That was all from MMA fighting and then MMA junkie. Let's see what we got going on. Oh, check out Derek Lewis. Uh, rides his ATV through his front lawn because his son guns it. Shit was hilarious. Shout out to Jamie Pickett for his Dana White contender contract after the third time of trying three times the third time's a charm uh throwing like a 78 piece combo at his opponent it's good performance shout out to port city performance john salter salty dog jiu-jitsu all the guys there in wilmington north carolina three three and oh this past weekend this past week weekend um congrats to all those guys awesome performances and to many more Man, MMA Junkie doesn't really have anything going on. Uh, Ooh, okay, okay. I like that fight. Anthony Smith I still wants to wants Luke Rockhold fight. I'd love to beat someone up. I like that fight. I really, really do. That's a good fight. Because, like, Luke is technical and powerful enough to like smoke Anthony Smith in that first round, right? But Anthony Smith is durable enough to fucking walk through, push it, and then kind of just like yawn him and in the way of just like, or like Yoel, right? Where he kind of just like takes it, takes it, takes it, and then eventually just lands that, lands that shot on the chin. And I think that's a great fight. Because it kind of sh- it would show where both those guys are uh, in their. I mean, Andy Smith obviously has his work cut out for him this weekend, but you know, as far as without watching this weekend, without knowing this weekend's fight, let's say if he wasn't fighting this weekend, would be a good one. Bryce Mitchell to fight Andre Feely. That's a good fight. Will Andre be able to stop the ground game of 
Bryce Mitchell because Andre Feely's got some sick jujitsu. I mean, he uh, some sick groundwork, uh, and he's also been working. You know, he's been with Team Alpha Male for years now, and he said in his last fight post interview. I mean, he got takedowns, and that's what won him the fight. And he goes, I mean, I've been grappling with the likes of those guys for years on end. I, I, I'd i hope I know I could be able to take someone down, and I agree. Like, I think iron, sharp, and iron. And he's one of those guys that he's made a good transition to striking with CSA and also doing the grappling with Team Alpha Male and kind of just, like, rounding his game out and being really, really good. All right, BJPenn.com, what you got? Uri Hall will likely be able to talk about that. Okay. Let's get back to the fights this weekend. And you got Ricardo Lamas versus that Bill out. Legio guy, I think Ricardo Lamas takes this fight. I mean, he's just veteran as it comes. And uh, I just, uh, there's nothing from the from Bill, nothing to take away from that. I just think it's a really tough fight as far as your first fight because Ricardo Lamas is, uh, Calvin knocked him out in the last fight. He's knocked out Darren Elkins. And Darren Elkins doesn't just get, like, knocked out. Knocked out Jason Knight. Jason Knight doesn't just get knocked out, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, but that's not crazy. I bet he's a very... I bet he's one of the higher... Yeah, he's minus 300 favorite. Which makes sense. I wouldn't. That's not crazy to me otherwise. Um, okay. So then we got Ji Yoon Kim versus Alexa Grasso. Uh, I'm going to have to bet all my shit on Alexa Grasso because I mean, she's minus 325 favorite. Uh, that team, the Lobo team, they've got great boxing. She and. Um, Irene Aldana just constantly Lobo MMA constantly get better uh, and I think their boxing especially right now in women's MMA I think it's just like in the realm of this. it's on the same skill and technicality or technical level as a guy's boxing and not to take away from that we're not to take away from women's MMA, but it's literally one generation behind men's MMA. Only reason is is because they didn't get a fair shake until just now. So that's just the way life is. That's the way it moves on. But Alexa Grasso and Irene Adana have crossed over into like their boxing so good it it looks as good as a guy who's been competing at a pro level for a long time. And I think that it's the same thing as Holly Holmes kickboxing. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko in any aspect of whatever she does. It's just on that next level. Um, and some girls haven't been doing MMA long enough <clears throat> to have the the technicality and crispness in their strikes and technique, along with jiu-jitsu and stuff too. Less so in jiu-jitsu because they've been competing in jiu-jitsu for a lot longer. Um, 
and wrestling that you see almost comparable in skill there, like Tatiana Suarez, uh, that uh, woman that won this past weekend against Felice, Felice uh, Herring. Herring, yeah. Uh, she submitted with an arm bar, and her game, her top game was like Damian Maya level uh, pressure and everything. So you see that there, but with boxing, not so much, especially. Or not, not, but I mean, in MMA in totality, you don't see like a John Jones of, you know, very far and few between, if you will. Except for Amanda Nunes. She's kind of on the top. And then it's just like everybody else. So that's more like John Jones. Like, for example, the Megan Anderson fight. Yeah, she's not tall and lanky, so her kickboxing might not be as good as Megan Anderson. But she blows her out of the water in jiu-jitsu and wrestling. So it's like girls just can't catch up. The only girl that has is Valentina, but she's just smaller. All right. So once again, Alexa Grasso, I just think the boxing is going to be the key differential between the two of them. And yeah. I think Alexa Grasso, she's coming off of a loss, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, to Carlos Barza. But she's beating the likes of Carolina Kovalkiewicz. She lost to Carlos Barza, and Carlos Barza right now is on, like, a five-fight winning streak. See, it's a tough fight for her because, what, Carlos Barza is going to fight. Was she flyweight? Was that a flyweight fight? No, it was strawweight. She might be able to beat uh, Carlos Barza. Might be able to beat Zhang Wei Li just because of her wrestling uh, credential. She can get those takedowns in and stuff and grind it out. Uh, all right. So the co-main event you got Robbie Lawler versus Neil Magny. So for this fight, uh, I think Neil takes it. He's just been in camp longer, and not saying that Robbie hasn't been training. And Neil's the favorite, of course. Um, uh. If this was five years ago, I'd say put money on Robbie as like the underdog, but I don't think he's the same Robbie, um, not the same like ferocious Robbie. So unless he's got this crazy change um, and like left hook sits Neil Magny down, I think Neil goes out there, pushes the pace, jab, cross, jab, 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 cross, cross, jab, cross, cross, jab. Check hook, jab, jab, cross. You know what I mean. Like being long, tall, staying on the outside, doing the patented Trevor Whitman foot maneuver of going from outside. Just like uh, Rose, she they work the windshield wiper, right? They work like a windshield wiper around their opponent where they – if they're going to the left, they throw jabs, cross, jab, cross, jab, jab, cross, jab, jab, cross, and they go and they stifle the right side, throw a leg kick, whatever. And then when they go back the other way because their opponent is going to come back with their right hands, then they go switch stance, cross, and then you know jab with the right hand, jab, jab, cross, back to your normal stance, and then you go back to the left. So it's a constant movement of attacking and defending. You're defending by going the opposite way of their power, and then you're attacking at the same time. And that's how uh, Justin Gaethje is starting to do his – you know, 
his work in the pocket. Justin works in a in these smaller zones that Justin talks about of car crashes, right? It's like his zone of the windshield wipers more in the pocket, where Rose and Neil, I assume, stay more on the outside, and they work the the zone of their the zone of their of their windshields bigger, which f- forces them to put more volume and speed, whereas Justin just has to find the right zone and then crash, 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 go back out the other way, you know, measure back up, uh, assess the damage on either side. So I think Neil does a good job of just like moving on the other side. The only worry that you'd have is if Robbie was like, I guess Damian, Damian Maya, who has beaten Neil, but like a jujitsu world champ level person coming in on whatever he suffers a little bit in that area but the neil that's come back in his past couple fights has been uh, just on a roll the guy that beat tony rocco martin Li jing lang um yeah ever since the santiago santiago ponzinibbio fight he's been he's been tearing it up so all right and last but not least anthony smith versus alexander rakic uh, Anthony Smith, I assume, is the favorite. Oh, he's not. He's the underdog. Put money on Anthony Smith. Dude, it's going to be crazy for me not to put money on the guy that beat the guy that beat Alexander Rackett. I know that MMA math doesn't always work, and it's not a it's not a solidified thing. But people forget Anthony Smith lost to Glover Teixeira, a guy that fought John Jones and hasn't left the top four since... Rashad Evans fought in MMA and the light heavyweight division at the top of the division. The same guy that was on the top four since he fought Jones when it was pre-Reebok. And then his other loss was to John Jones. Oh, man. What two losses those are. Dude, Alexander Rakic is a very good fighter, and he's been fighting for a long time, and I listened to a podcast with him, the Believe You Me podcast, so shout out to those guys. Um, listening to him talk, he's been fighting amateur for a very long time, and he's been, you know, he's been around for a very long time. This is his sport. You know, he played soccer, so he kicks very hard, uh, as you can tell from his Jimmy Manawa ki- uh, fight. But... It's that's not the way to that, that's not the way Anthony Johnson or Anthony Smith's gonna fight. As much as Anthony Smith has suffered against high level powerful kickers like Thiago Santos, and if you wanted to take a game and play him away from him, but at the same time that was them both sucked down to one eighty five and Thiago Santos does hit like a mule, but he's also been in Muay Thai for far longer than MMA and he's was in Jiu Jitsu far longer than MMA. So the levels aren't a comparison. To me, it's crazy that Anthony Smith is an underdog. I don't know, totally put money on him because uh, <clears throat> he's the vet. And he's still a competitor. And he's still a contender. He's not like a vet and a journeyman. He's like a contender still. Alexander Rakic. Yeah, I could argue all things in the world why he's like next in line and you know whatever. But his last fight to 
to Vulcan, he just got out vetted. And then Anthony Smith out vetted Vulcan Ozdemir. He took what Vulcan, the power that Vulcan had, he took all of it, and then he let Vulcan take him to the ground. He, not let him, but like he took him to the ground. He let him work. Like he got a feel for who he was. Second round, he comes out there, takes him down, takes his back, chokes him out like it's no big deal. Like it, like when Anthony Smith was doing work, it showed. When Vulcan was doing work, Anthony Smith was like grimacing and smiling and doing a very Jorge Masvidal feel. Listen, if you love Jorge Masvidal, you love Anthony Smith. Like it's the same. It's the same aspect. Like it's a guy that's been fighting forever. It's just so happens now that he got the chance a couple years ago to come to the big leagues. And he now gets to do it. He's got so much fight experience. There's not. There's nothing that a guy that's been fighting for probably half as long as him can show him that he hasn't seen before. So I think it's a mistake to bet to to have Anthony Smith as an underdog. But okay, fair enough. Whatever. Bet on him. That's my underdog pick of the day. Uh, underdog pick Anthony Smith. Other than that, going back to the list, I've got my money Alex. Alex Grasso, Alexa Grasso, uh, check out Impa. He's fighting on the prelims against Maki Patolo. Um, uh, Impa fights here in Charlotte. Um, Malgomed Enclave versus Iron Kutalaba. Uh, I got Magomed. Neil Magny versus Robbie Lawler. Neil. Hannah Cyphers versus Mallory Martin. Uh, throw Hannah Cyphers. Why not? She's another underdog. Poliana Viana versus Emily Whitmire. I'm going against. I'm going with Poliana Viana, another underdog. Ricardo Lamas versus Bill Allegio. Ricardo Lamas, Zach Cummings, Alessio De Chirico, dead even, whatever. And then Sean Brady versus Christian Aguilera. Sean Brady. What makes this guy so special? Oh, he's 12 and 0. Fair, fair, okay, okay. And he beat Ishmael Narmadev. Huh. Four out of nine takedowns. Okay. Fair enough. All right. I think that's all I got for you guys today. Yeah, that's a good, good solid half an hour podcast. All right. Well, other than that, Make sure to tune in on Monday for when I come back and break down the wins and losses of the weekend, who, where I think they should go, um, and what the divisions look like after. I hope you guys enjoy the weekend. I hope you guys enjoy the fights. Remember, check out SouthernScrapNation.com. Go to SouthernScrapNation on Instagram, Facebook, and all those other social media places. SouthernScrapNation podcast on itunes soundcloud google play spotify all your listening apps and devices and remember like subscribe to the podcast uh, write a review good bad whatever um i appreciate all of it i appreciate the jump in downloads this month thank you so much everyone uh just keep on trucking and we'll keep on making it bigger uh thank you so much and until next time remember I've been your host as always daniel jonas Stay safe. Enjoy the fights. Peace.